Hey everybody, this is uh, this is Patrick Donahoe. This is a follow up to our uh, our April uh, was it tenth tenth is it April tenth? I don't even know what the date is. Yes, it is, it is April tenth. All right, this is a follow up to the podcast we just did. So this is a video. Okay, so if you're if you're listening to this, it probably won't make a lot of sense to you <laughs> unless you're watching it. So um, we're just gonna go through. It's gonna take about about five ten minutes. Uh, we're gonna talk about a, a pretty significant um, illustration of of money leaking, right? And it, it kind of goes along with our the conversation of debt that we just had with our uh, with our regular weekly weekly podcast. So what I want to do is this this is a calculator uh, called Truth Concepts, and it talks about maximum potential, which is an individual's capacity to earn money. And um, basically, the intent of this is just to show where money where money goes, and a large part of that, in the follow up to to what we've talked about, is is two types of debt: taxes and credit card debt. That's where the main money leaks that you have are. So what I want to do is kind of show you show you this. So everybody obviously has a capacity to earn money. If you're a doctor, your capacity might be higher than a janitor, right? If you're uh, if you're an airline pilot, your capacity might be more than a secretary. So everybody has a capacity to earn money based on their level of education, based off of the value that they bring to the marketplace. And that value is solidified or, or rectified uh, by the amount of money that's getting paid. Does that make sense to that to them? So it reflects who we are, reflects our human life value, the amount of money that we make if it's done morally and ethically. Okay? Sometimes, you know, like a mother, mother doesn't make any money, but the value that the mother brings to the table is significant. And obviously there's, you know, a different type of compensation for for that. But when it comes to monetary value of employment, right, it's a, it's an exchange of our human life value or our talents, abilities, education, and so forth in, in the marketplace. So this is what this illustrates. If you go back Let's take the average 60-year-old, right? So the average 60-year-old makes, how much do you think, well, not makes, but what do you think the average wealth of a 60-year-old is today? What, what would you guess, Michael? I would say it's around 50,000. 50 grand. And you know the answer, so it's like, <laughs> I'm Probably sorry. not a very fair question. <laughs> right, it's, it's 141,500. Now, statistics are statistics, and statistics obviously have human error and flaws. Are and you speaking income or net worth? Net worth, total okay. net worth, yeah. Now, I don't think the average 60 year old makes 141 grand a year. But um, you know, net, net worth, total assets minus liabilities. So net worth, 141,500. So what I wanna do is, whether you think that's a little amount of money or a lot amount of money, I, I think it's a lot, but relatively speaking, it's not a lot. So, and the reason why I'm saying relatively speaking is because the, the income capacity of that individual over time is millions and millions of dollars. So let's look at that. If we go back 30 years ago when this individual was 30 years old and he was making the median income at the time, which is $17,000, okay, and we did a, uh, a 4% increase. So every year he got a 4% raise so that the last year he's at the current median income, which is about 53,000. 53, uh, I think it's a little bit more than that now. Um, but if he stacked all, put, pushed all of that money into his mattress, he would wind up with 953,000 and change in, in total dollars. Now, instead of putting it in the mattress, let's say that he had uh, earned, earned some money on, uh, on, the, on the monthly income or the, month, the, the money he was putting in to the mattress. Let's say instead of doing that, he put it into a bank. And let's say he was earning an average of 5%. Now, in today's dollars, you know, 5% is a lot. But if you go back to when this guy started to earn this $17,000, I mean, he was during the, the eight, he was in during the 80s, right? During the 80s, you know, you had super high interest rates, CDs were high, money markets were high, just savings accounts 
were high. Now, obviously today they're, they're lower, but let's just average out and say that he could earn 5% interest rate. So look at how much money that accumulates to uh, over time, $1.9 million. Wow. Okay. But yet the average 60 year old only winds up with 141,500. 141, so where does all the money go? Okay, well, obviously, you see here the different cost ratios, taxes, debt, lifestyle, et cetera. And we're not even going to use cost and inflation because that would really depress people. Yeah. <laughs> right. But anyway, you know, if you look at, you know, if you just if you just look at that amount of money, $2 million is $2 million. But obviously, the reason why people work for money is because of what? They want to obviously spend it on something, yeah. whether it's housing or food or clothes or you know fun entertainment and so forth. Obviously, we're going to exchange we're going to exchange our money, right? So, but let's look at some of the significant leaks or wealth transfers that we make. First and foremost, it's taxes. So, what are taxes? Um, taxes, in in a matter of speaking, is basically the government saying, "Listen, we need your money so you can have a better lifestyle." Um, and they do that because I guess they don't trust us to donate or be charitable or, you know, obviously create a good lifestyle for ourselves. I, I, I don't know. But anyway, they, they tax us anyway. And, you know, because they can threaten us with jail and right. all sorts of stuff, you know, we have to, you know, yes, sir, yes, sir. We have to, you know, we have to heed their call. Appropriate right? topic for this coming week. Ver, ver, why? Taxes. Oh, okay. Why? Just because it's April 15th. Oh, that's true. Hey. Good. Sorry, I'm I'm totally out in the. You're right. Tax the tax man cometh. Tax man cometh. All right. So let's look at taxes. Right. What what do we pay taxes on? Okay. So let's let's get into taxes. More than you might think. More than we might think. So let's just say you know this guy's average income tax bracket for the federal income was 15 percent, but wait, he has to pay state income taxes. But wait, he has to pay FICA taxes. FICA is anywhere from 6.2 to 7.6. If you're self-employed, you can go all the way up to all, you know 12 point something, I think it is. So FICA, right? Oh, Medicare. We got Medicare in there. So that's about 30. That's 2.9%. So that's about 30. But what else do we pay taxes on? Property taxes. Cell phone bill. Cell phone bill. Utilities taxes. You pay taxes on your water, of all things. Yeah. Um, electricity, gas. You pay sales taxes. You pay food taxes. You pay when you buy an airplane ticket. You have two or three taxes on there. Gas tax. Gas taxes. I mean, seriously. So let's say the total taxes that this guy pays is forty percent. Okay. So forty percent. Three hundred and eighty-one thousand dollars is what goes to taxes, okay? That's, uh, that's pretty significant, okay? Now remember, look at, look at the dollar amount. It goes from 1.9 to 1.155, huh? How does it go from 1.9 to 1.55? There's only $381,000 in there, okay? Remember, once the tax was taken out of savings, once it could no longer earn 5%, okay, there was an opportunity cost associated. Okay, so that money could no longer accrue interest. It had to go to the tax man. The unseen cost. The unseen cost or the opportunity cost. Interesting. So remember, taxes is debt in essence. It is, mm -hmm. right? All right, debt service. Credit cards, mortgages, car payments, boat payments, Etc. Right. Second home payments, all money that goes to credit. It's said that 37% of every dollar goes to credit. I would guess these days it's more, but let's just go round up to 40. So we have the same amount of money. 
okay? Now the 1.9 goes to 385. And this is before you, well, I guess debt, you can consider it spending money. But, um, you know, obviously it's a significant, you know, $1.6 million down, down the, uh, down the commode. Right. <laughs> right. That's quite a visual representation. Oh, yeah. Yep. So lifestyle. So lifestyle is basically everything else. It's your vacations. It's your furniture. It's your electronics. It's your food, et cetera. Let's say that that is a 20, uh, let's say 15%. Okay. So now we're at 100 grand, right? So the average, obviously, net worth is 141. But 141 includes property values, it includes a car being paid off, it includes assets that maybe took debt to pay them off, right? So this is a pretty accurate representation of liquid net worth that individuals have. So it's sad. The individual had a total capacity to earn of 1.9 and a $1.8 million leaked out. <laughs> So where's, um, I don't mean to make light of this, because this is the, the situation of individuals, right? How, how does the infinite banking concept help, um, help individuals? Well, I think one of our expertises, Michael, is we, we work with a lot of business owners and real estate investors. And if you look at the tax code, it's not 18,000 pages for, for nothing, right? Because right? human beings, we're smart, right? When we see a problem, what do we do? We find a solution. Right, so whenever a code or a statute comes out for taxes, what happens? People find a way around it. Yep. Why do you think there's billions and billions of dollars in the Cayman Islands? Right? Why? Because people don't want to pay taxes and they found legal loopholes. Right. Imagine that money if individuals were given some sort of incentive, you know, tax incentive, investing incentive, charitable incentive and so forth. What if they brought that, you know, that amount of money, even half or a quarter of that money back in the United States? But anyway, that's, that's a conversation for another day. And I think this all boils down to one word, and that is control. Yeah. When we pay taxes, we lose control of our money. Yep. We just finished talking about how debt, because of the debtor's prison, we lose control. We lose control of our money. We're paying our money in, in the form of an interest rate to somebody else. Yep. All right. So th basically, the individual is stuck with you know a 5%, 5% savings rate. Okay. So what's the solution to get more money? Now, 5% is higher than the average. It's yeah. a lot higher than the average. Average is like one. So this is like 400% higher. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so anyway, we, we won't get into, into that. So let's, uh, let's look at what the average solution is for, for the American. The average solution is, okay, we'll walk into Edward Jones or we'll walk into Charles Schwab. Hey, 5% of your income? Pfft. Awesome. You're saving above the national average. What we can do so you have more money in the future is we can earn a higher rate of return. Now the individual's capacity goes to $4.4 million, right? Savings goes up to 221, which is really good, but look at the capacity. Hmm. You basically lose $4.2 million to wealth transfer. Insane. Okay, um, all right, so 10%, obviously this is unrealistic. Now what's cool is that you go back to you know, the 90s, all right, we can go into a little, little calculator here to show this, um, but you, know, you go, back to, go back to the 90s, and the 90s did, 90s did pretty well, right? 90s did pretty well. Look at, there was only one losing year in the 90s, right here, bang. But look at what happened to all the gains. All these gains, bump, 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 and then boom, boom, Boom. Consistency as far as rate of return has never existed in the market, ever. 
because you've always had bo uh, booms and you've always had busts, right? So 10% every year for 30 years, not very likely. No. Okay? All right. Unless you're, you know, George Soros. The, yeah. You Warren know, Buffett. Warren Buffett. They, they know what they're doing. Um, so that's unrealistic. So let's go back to five, right? Five percent. So how do you solve the problem? How do you solve the problem? Right? You solve the problem by plugging up the money leak. That's it. So as, we, as I stated before, we work with uh, a lot of real estate investors and business owners. And they understand how to utilize LLCs and S-Corps and C-Corps and other entities to help them avoid these money leaks or these wealth transfers, right? And they use legal and ethical practices with their accounting to lower their tax liability, okay? Because a regular employee, let's say we have a regular employee that works for the post office, right? He, he gets up in the morning and brushes his teeth, right? He puts on clothes. He takes a shower, right? He drives in his car and spends gasoline on doing so. Okay, those are operating expenses so he can go to the post office and earn a living and pay taxes, right? Does the IRS acknowledge those as operating expenses? Negative. Negative, right? But for the business owner, if he has to buy materials, right, if he has to invest in this or he has to invest in that, right, or he has to use a vehicle to operate his properties or, or manage his properties or upkeep his properties, guess what? Guess what? Operating yeah. expenses. Right, so let's let's lower the total taxes to let's say just thirty percent. Look at what happens to the ninety-six with just taking ten percent away from taxes and back into your pocket. Two eighty-eight, you will have more money than earning a double-digit rate of return. Okay, by just lowering your tax liability for ten percent and taking the transfer of wealth from you and putting it back into your pocket. All right. Debt service. The infinite banking concept, we do not use third-party debt. We use your own monetary system. So let's say we wipe out 20% there. Wow. 673. Right? That's going to take 10, 15, 20% rates of return on the market to do that on a 5% level. And then lifestyle. Let's say instead of you know buying your furniture with credit or buying your furniture with cash, right? you utilize the banking concept. And just took down your lifestyle by 10%. Okay? So this is the impact of proper macroeconomic financial planning. When you take into consideration your money leaks and you plug up the money leaks. Financial planning is not about earning stupid rates of return. Right? Because we all know where that goes. It all goes to speculation. And the byproduct of speculation 10 times out of 10 is loss. Okay, so what this illustrates is just kind of putting some numbers on uh, numbers on a spreadsheet and just showing you how to recoup your money leaks and how to do so in a conservative manner. And guess what? All of this was in your control. The ten percent in your mutual fund or in the market, you had nothing to do with that. Nothing. All right, this is Patrick and Michael signing out. We'll talk to you next week.